0: Support for today's episode comes from Your Art Gallery. Your Art Gallery makes buying art an easy, affordable experience that you can do from the comfort of your own home. Buyers can purchase artwork from over 3,000 talented artists, showcasing their work for the very first time, and from seasoned professionals as well. And Your Art Gallery is eco-friendly. Go to yourartgallery.com slash info slash grown and use the promo code grown at checkout to get $25. Percent off your order. That's your art gallery.com slash info slash grown.
1: Oh, you are a rainbow, all the heaven I need to see. You're the promise everlasting and now where you are I hope to be in you know, all make me say oh it again girl make me say oh it again girl make me say it again, girl. girl, you're all I need oh, yes, you are.
0: You really do sound like Ron Isley.
1: <laughs>
0: you really do. Like that's actually spot on. Thanks. I don't know if that's something you should be proud of, but you're welcome. <laughs> Welcome back. Praise the Lord, niggas. Welcome back. Uh, I don't know. This is episode 72, I think, of uh, Getting Grown podcast with Jade and Kia. I'm Kia. I'm Jade. And we're here to talk about adulting, the good, the bad, the ugly, the tests, the trials, the twists, the turns, the temptations, the trials, Mm -hmm. and the taxes of being an adult in the year of our Lord, 2018.
1: 2018. How are you, sis?
0: You know, it is it is the day that the Lord has made. I'm doing my best to rejoice. Uh um, I'm I can't complain. Busy working hard, um, moving and grooving. Ain't nothing going on but the rent. What's going As, on with ooh, you?
1: Always the rent. It is literally always about the rent. Every um, single time. You know, just gearing up for these shows and Team typing fast this week and Oh yes. Still the working. Time has come.
0: So yeah, the man. Time.
1: I'm excited.
0: I, I was just talking to Latoya about this because she asked me if I was excited. I think I'm in a more of an anxious place right now. Um excitement I feel like will come. But right now it's just a matter of getting all of these things in place because I I am working very hard to make sure that everyone who has um elected to spend their time with us on friday night has an awesome time um i spoke to dr Freesprit today i've spoken to uh you know our connects at nyu and our sponsors and we're moving and getting these you know fine-tuning the last details and getting things in place hoping that we will have an awesome 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 time um yeah, man. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. It is.
1: I'm excited for it. Dr. Freesberg. fries Really just... Brit. 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 That's <laughs> what I said. It was my accent. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Bit. Dr. Sharon. Yeah. She's so dope. Last time, so many gems. She spit so many gems. And even though I am not an uh, education or an academic in any way, shape, form, or fashion... <laughs> I still got my life. So I know that everybody who will be in attendance is going to have a good time.
0: Yeah, man. Team Fast Fest is not limited to academics. It's a community of practice for anybody who has work to do and is committed to doing the hell out of it. Mm. Uh, I think that it's just important for women of color to have spaces. We often find ourselves in places that were not designed for us. They They did not have us in mind when they were creating a lot Everything. of the positions that we find ourselves in. And as such there's a lot of trauma and suffering and um, challenge and difficulty that, that we have to navigate. Um, mm-hmm. And I just want to give us space to kind of talk about that and hash that out and think that through so that we can work through that stuff and not be um, bogged down or mired down with that, that we lose sight of you know, the work that needs to be done. Um, and it's really just important for us to remember the, the critical importance of of prioritizing our personal development as we climb the ladder of success. So black women specifically, but women of color in general are out here known for, you know, getting the jobs, getting the degrees. Mm. But, you know, if we're not careful, we can let those toxic competitive environments and those spirits that exist like in corporate America or in academia um, or, you know, just in, in, the, in public policy and just pretty much in every industry and in every sector, you know, we live in a, in a capitalist society and we're, it's a dog eat dog world. And if we're not careful, that comp- competitive, catty, petty, stupid spirit will tear us down and will cause us to self destruct. So mm-hmm. I'm just trying to give, um, make space for us to do the personal work that we need to do in order so, uh, for us to do. You know, the purposeful work. The things that our hands have been given to do. And... D.C. was awesome in December. Um was. New York City is about to be even more awesome. And I'm excited to see what the future holds. But I'm not going to stress y'all out. I'm not going to hold y'all with that. Uh, the event is, in fact, sold out right now. I do have two tickets that I am in the position to give away.
1: Um, oh.
0: And if you listen... um. I'm not entirely sure how I'm going to give them away. I don't know if it's just the first person to email me about them, the first person to, yeah, I think that might be it. Send me an email. The first person to email the Getting Grown Podcast uh, Gmail account and say, hey, I want those very, 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 very last two tickets.
1: Those coveted tickets.
0: (laughs) The coveted tickets. I want to come and kick it with Jaden Kia at uh, NYU on August 17th, this Friday. Send us an email. I'm going to pick the first two people after which, you know, we'll just have to see you next lifetime. That's
1: it. <laughs> no, my. Oh, my God. <laughs> I guess I'll see you next lifetime. Well, hopefully
0: we will have another New York City event before the next lifetime. But I'm just saying. No next time. hard feelings. Oh, <laughs> But yeah, man, what's um, going on with you? That's enough about oh, me. Oh, yeah. And what's everybody who's coming,
1: come hungry yes i'm hungry please like don't come with no bullshit about how you already ate because i know that if you're saying that that means you don't want to eat my food and i'm gonna be offended so I'm
0: lit. tell the people what's on the menu jade
1: oh my gosh so we're going to do um some guava jerk wings we're going to do some slow cooked beef sliders um, we're gonna have some delicious saucy curried beans, coconut rice and peas, mac and cheese, a fresh green salad, because we must always have something green on That's our right. plates. No beige plates. No beige plates, and not even at Team Typing Fast. Mm-mm. Um, and then a nice little mezze cheese fruit situation for you guys to nosh on. And also a rose sangria, which we'll get into in just a oh, little man. bit. I'm excited. But enough about that. Uh, let's move on to our kitchen table talk.
0: Let us let us do it and do it till you satisfy whatever. whatever
1: it is.
0: I actually sound like Melvin mm-hmm. of the Temptations. <laughs> Go on and do it. Yes, Eddie. <laughs> I'll be dun, dun, eight. Da, 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 da. Whatever it is, <laughs> Manly D- Stanley.
1: Yo, they used to have some nasty ass songs back in the day. I was listening to all kinds of like, Secret Garden the other day. I was like, these niggas were gross. <laughs> they, they were just elegantly gross. That's what I'm talking about. I don't
0: understand why like uh <laughs> older generations clutch their pearls when they listen right. to uh, certain like, you know, the music of today cuz I'm like, niggas been singing about pussy. I want you to I'm know like it.
1: Secret Garden is all about pussy. <laughs> <laughs> It is a song about pussy. <laughs> Y'all just happen to just make it beautiful and sprinkle some sugar on it. Talk about here in the it garden. It may be a bit more subtle.
0: It may be a bit more subtle. The than temptation nuanced.
1: feels so right.
0: Right. It may be a bit more nuanced It's packaged differently, but nah. make no mistake.
1: Nah, Barry been talking about taking people's bras and drawers off. Like, please, the older generation needs to stop with the shits. Okay, we all have been listening to what you were listening to, and it's just as nasty.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my heavens. My heavens, indeed. All right, can we actually, like, do our jobs now? Okay, great. Let's do our jobs. Let's get back to work. Okay. If you enjoy Getting Grown, you might also love The Nod, a podcast that tells the stories about Black culture that you won't hear anywhere else. The show is currently highlighting some of the best of episodes from its first year, so it's the perfect time to tune in. From Beyonce YouTube conspiracy theories to a 70s team of Black models that changed fashion forever to the surprising historical connection between grape drink and Black history, there's something on The Nod (laughs) for everyone. (laughs) They've talked about Black hair on TV with Yara Shahidi, youth incarceration with Michael K. Williams, and Kung Fu's influence on hip-hop with RZA. Subscribe right now for The Nod wherever you listen to your podcast or go to GimletMedia.com slash The Nod.
1: All right, boys and girls, fitteds and Tims, (laughs) towels and sand,
0: (laughs) peanut butter and jelly, mops and brooms, chicken wings and blue cheese. (laughs) It's time to gather around the kitchen table. (laughs) Oh, What a Um, disaster this show is, my God. (laughs) And yet, people still keep listening to it. I don't understand it. But we're it's grateful. time for us
1: to gather around the kitchen table. So I'm starting the kitchen table off this week because I was watching a little TV. Mm-hmm. I've figured out how to watch the apps while I cook. So it's more enjoyable.
0: Hmm. My grandma always had a, a television in the kitchen while she was whipping her wrist, honey. Yes.
1: Older people always have a little, ki- a little TV yes, in indeed. the kitchen. Yes, indeed. And then they start bringing out those baby ass flat screens, and my grandparents got one of those. I was like, "Y'all got that
0: baby? That is
1: just nice to have." <laughs> so <laughs> I've been watching my iPhone Plus, um, in the kitchen while I'm whipping the wrists, and I was watching *Girlfriends*, mm-hmm. and it was the episode where Tony wants to launch her business, and you know, Joan came from the perspective of concern. And, you know, she just kind of addressed all of the things that maybe Tony had not thought about. And Tony took great offense to it because she felt like Joan was being judgmental. And, you know, it just it just it ended up in argument. Of course, they made up at the end, but we'll get to that. And then also yesterday was the or I'm sorry, two days ago at this point was uh, the season premiere of Insecure.
0: Season three. We out here.
1: We out here. Shout out to our sisters, Fran and Crystal. Make sure you guys listen to Insecurity. Do it right now. You like subscribe. It is one of my favorite podcasts, and I wait all year not only for the show to come back, but also for the podcast to return as well. So make sure you guys check out our sisters. But um, you know, in Insecure, we have the situation with Molly and Dro, and we've come to learn because I remember we had some debate. Or not debate, but we were trying to figure out if Joe's wife knew about them sleeping together. But we have come to be very clear chow, chow, chow. that she knows, approves, and that they are in a polyamorous relationship. Mm. Um, And I think if I remember correctly, I need to go. I always watch the first episode a couple of times. But <laughs> Issa kind of just let her do her thing with it. Kind of just like, mm, okay, well, you just you're a grown woman. You know what I'm saying? But all of that led me to start thinking about the conversation surrounding judgment versus concern um, and how there's a super fine line when it comes specifically to your loved ones, um, even more specifically to even friendships um, between judgment and concern. And so we don't really have anything framed, but we just thought that we might have some conversation Around it. So I'm going to
0: go ahead and alley you put on over to Kia. <laughs> I mean, not this. Okay, so I think. Okay, Um, <laughs> I thought you were going to ask me like a question or something, but. Oh, my bad. <laughs> that's cool because I just. Okay, asked you one. all right. Nope, nope. Okay, bet. Nope, right. canceled. <laughs> I'm going to ask you one. So I think that. Think back to a situation where you felt judged and what happened? What about the encounter? made you feel like you were being judged instead of it was, instead, like, you know, what about about it put you on the defense? What made you feel like it was criticism versus just, like, a pre- presentation of an alternative perspective or a help or assistance? What made you feel like it was judgment?
1: Um, I think without putting all of my business in the streets. Careful. All right? Because <laughs> niggas will use it against you, okay? Um, I think without doing that, but what made it feel like judgment, I think, was how it was how it was said and how it was done. Um, and it was one of those situations for me, very similar to Tony, where I realized later on the intent in which, you know, because that sometimes, you know, a lot of times we don't realize people's intent when we're on the defense. Uh, and a lot of times people are unaware how they come off or how they say things, how they come at you. So it's kind of, you know, that's but we can talk about that. <clears throat> but I think to answer your question in that particular situation, the one that I'm thinking of, it was more about how it was said, how it was done that made it feel like judgment that made it feel more like judgment than con- than just concern.
0: So in the moment where you focused on was it So was it just the focus on the criticism or did it make you think about your relationship with the person who gave the criticism?
1: Um, It was about the criticism itself, but it was about the criticism because of the type of relationship I had with that person. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So that was my, my role dog, my ace boon did all the dirt together Lived all through the teens and the 20s together, knew all the secrets, carried all the skeletons, all of that. That was that person. And so when they came at me about this particular situation, um, a lot of it felt like judgment because of the way in which it, it was done, like I said. And then also because it's like, wait a minute, you have been here for all these things. You know all these things. I know all these things. And you're choosing now to come to me in this fashion. And that's what made... That's what also made it feel like more of a judgment. Is that making... Am I making sense?
0: Yes, I think so. (laughs) Um, I'm just thinking... uh, I'm like, what about you? Well, what about me?
1: I think that... um,
0: (laughs) I... uh, So, judgment... Like, we first of all, don't judge me. Judgment is like being, it's the term itself it's is, is, is being beat It's to overused. Death. Um, and yes. I think it's almost you know, like it's like we've we've sullied. <laughs> like, I yes. feel like we've you know, because we use it so much, we've really lost sight of what it really means. Mm-hmm. Um, to judge uh someone, um, or to you know, be judgmental. Um, right. Because a judgment in and of itself is just an opinion or a conclusion. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think in judging someone, you are m- making kind of like a, pr- a pronouncement or just kind of, um, again, offering your opinion, but in a more of a suggestive or instructional tone. Mm-hmm. um or in a way that is intended to be shameful um or to make one feel guilty right and again i'm going to try now to not um tell all of my business but i am <laughs> having i'm in an interesting space with some members mm-hmm. of my family who you know feel a way about a decision that i've made um, you know in terms of how you know just it's nothing super deep it's something very superficial something very when I say superficial I mean it's like surface so it's like let's say for the sake of the argument because I don't know if I'm ready to just fully disclose but let's say for the sake of argument it's like you know they don't like the way that I dress or they don't like they think I wear too much makeup or something like that mm-hmm. um so, what what bothered me, and my phone is way over there, and I'm sure you guys can hear it beeping, beeping. Beep, but don't mind me. I'm gonna tell these people via my computer to leave me alone. Um. <laughs> so what what made me feel, and in this instance, it, it was more. If it was just like I don't like your, I don't like your eyelashes. I think they're too long. I feel like that's an opinion, and I can handle that because. I can hear you and be like, okay, you don't like them. You know, I'm sorry you feel that way. Or I'm not sorry you feel that way. Or like either way, that's just an opinion. But to mm-hmm. say mm-hmm. something like, you know, those eyelashes make you look like a slut. <laughs> I feel like. You look like the front of a Volkswagen. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like is, is, you know, more judgmental. um, Because it's more like, you know. Even though it is still your opinion that your the eyelashes make me look a certain way, it's, it's intended to make me ashamed. You're like trying to shame me or guilt me out of making the choice. And what makes it difficult for me is that there's often no basis. right. Like I just need a receipt. Like you know what I'm saying? Right. And I feel like because don't don't conflate your opinion um, or even your concern with mm-hmm. you know, with just I mean not conflate, but don't 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 just don't like don't conflate your opinion or your concern with, you know, oh this is me just trying to be helpful or like a <laughs> suggestion or an instruction. Like yeah, that's what I mean. Don't conflate your opinion or your concern with instruction. Mm-hmm. Um especially when you don't present a basis right. or the basis that you present is completely unfounded. Like it's it's useless. It doesn't make any sense. So in this instance with my family, I feel like I can handle like what what really angered me is that it's not necessarily that they're saying, we don't like the way that you dress, girl. We just don't like it. Because I just feel like, you know, like it's almost like they're running from it. They refuse to just own it. It's like, we don't like it. It's like, we don't like it because of this. The way that you dress makes means this. And it's like, no, that doesn't mean that at all. Or the way that you, you know, the way that you do your makeup, um, represents this without really giving any sort of providing. Yeah. Like there's no, no reasoning or rationale for mm-hmm. it. And it's often because God said so or because it's in the Bible. And again, it's also oftentimes it's kind of like cherry picking of like, you know, uh conventions or traditions or even scripture sometimes that will that's used as a basis. Um and it's often used in a way that's, you know, really kind of like a sweeping generalization versus it being like based on something substantial.
1: Don't you see hair bra- hair braiding in the Bible. They said it's extravagant. Right.
0: Don't do it. So it's Are oh, you like... mean to
1: tell me I can't get my crochets? No. And <laughs> that's not like... what
0: that means. You just say, I don't like your hair or I don't like, I don't like your clothes. Or, I don't like this or I don't like that. Don't say Jesus doesn't like it. Because I feel mm-hmm. like at that point, now you're lying. Right <laughs> Now it's like, and, and in that, in that sort of, um, in, in those kinds of statements, it's like, you're then making an assumption of not only about the way that I look, but about mm-hmm. Me on the inside about my relationship with God, about my level of intelligence, about my level of in- engagement, about the ways in which I uh, I relate with God, whether or not I relate with God. And, you know, and on the assumption is that, well, you know, I or it's like I'm telling you this, the, the assumption that I don't know. I'm sorry, I'm fumbling over my words, but like don't okay. assume that I don't know. I think that's what puts me on the defensive. If you're coming at me like, oh, you got to do this, this, and that, and you haven't asked me whether or not I have done due diligence, it's like mm-hmm. you're assuming that I haven't done it, and then I feel judged. Right. Right? Right. So, I don't know. I guess, let me ask you this. That being said, since you have had these experiences where you've been judged, how has that colored the way in which you have conversations with people that you care about, about things that, um, that may be, you know, how do you manage those kind of difficult or challenging conversations? How do you tell somebody something, um, you know, in a way where they won't feel judged? Are there, are there steps that you take or is it something like I'm just going to say it and we'll just work through it as, as we work through it? Well, first and foremost, I ask myself,
1: is this my business?
0: Well, that is really, really, <laughs> really the first order of
1: business, isn't it? Does this have anything to do with me? Oh,
0: and God. If the church is, would learn to mind their <laughs> business.
1: Is this have, does this have anything to do with my bills, mm. my well-being as a human being, as an adult, as a, adult, as what a, a black woman? Mm. So that is my first uh, direction in which my steps are ordered. <laughs> <laughs> Holy God. Then from there, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to see a friend hurt themselves. But if I, but I also have to realize that people are adults and they're going to do what they're going to do. Um, And if I do see you um, on a path or getting ready to take a really bad step to the point where I now feel like it's time for me to open my mouth, I really try very hard to come at people with love. And let them know. And also, like, like you said, make sure it's rooted in something. Not like, Hey, you're smoking a lot of weed there. I'm not getting ready to do that. Like, are you getting up and going to work? Are you paying your bills? Are you calling me and asking, asking me to borrow money? No, then I don't need to say anything to you about that. Um, but if it's something like, Hey, I saw you in a McDonald's parking lot shooting up in your neck. Like, (laughs) you know what I'm saying I'm not gonna come at you like girl that's stupid as hell what are you doing you getting ready to fuck yourself up no because nobody's getting ready to hear that and you have to make sure that if this is something that needs to be said that it's going to be heard
0: now oh that's a good point
1: we that does not mean that everybody is going to hear everything that you have to say um like we said before, we're, we're defensive as human beings. Like it's just, it's in us. And I know a lot, you know, some of us are more defensive than others. Um, but sometimes when you say things, people are not going to, they're not going to hear it at first. You know what I'm saying? And then they might need to sit on it. They might need to meditate on it. They might need to process and then they'll come back to you. But, you know, for time's sake, let's say that this person is willing to hear you, say it in a way in which they will.
0: Agreed. I also feel like a a way to safeguard against making uh, judgments unawares or, you know, I guess kind of (laughs) preempting causing your loved ones to feel judged Mm -hmm. is to ask questions versus making statements. Assumptions. um, Mm -hmm. Or making assumptions. I think if you go into the conversation from the you know from the position of i need to maybe i need to gather some more information to get Mm -hmm. more understanding you know you know uh, because this is what i'm feeling or this is what i am observing and this is what i would like to say but let me make sure that i'm right confirm um versus just kind of assume now i will feel like i mean i do feel like there are cases when you know something and you want to just kind of you know this is what i know this is what i perceive this is how it looks from my perspective cuz i do feel like sometimes and and we can we can be just out here moving and not be aware of how we look cuz we don't see mm-hmm. ourselves so right and i think given the nature of some of my relationships i mean some of my close friendships like i i totally want like if i'm out somewhere and um <laughs> Let's okay, okay. This is good. This is a good one. Um, <laughs> so when I was, I had a roommate a couple of years ago, and there was, um, <laughs> we, I was getting ready to go somewhere. This was before this was, you know, what this is when the sheer shirt kind of trend started to pop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you know, I feel like even when you wear like a shirt that has like sheer panels or there's. Parts of the design that have sheer in it, but, you know, parts that don't. Um, And I bought this shirt from Target and I liked it. Uh, I didn't try it on. I just kind of liked it. And I was like, oh, wow, this will probably fit me. And I put it on and I was rushing and doing my makeup. And I guess I couldn't see myself, though. So, I mean, I could see myself from the front, but I couldn't see, like, it wasn't a full-length situation or maybe I just wasn't paying attention. So my roommate at the time, Hey, Linnell, I don't know if you're listening, but uh, I was doing my, my makeup hey in, the, in the bathroom and she was just like, sis, I mean, um, I don't mean no harm. I don't know if this is the look that you're going for, but you're naked. Like, <laughs> you actually, like, this is not like, you know, oh, she's being like this is not subtle at all like you are absolutely exposed like so and <laughs> it wasn't until she said something that I actually looked and was just like well girl this is this is quite sheer like <laughs> like <laughs> we can see all your bra like oh this is not like this is a full sheer number and I and I didn't know you know what I'm saying or you know in the in that moment it was it, it wasn't like, you know, she didn't shame me. Like, girl, where the hell are you going dressed like Amber Rose? Like, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't, um, it wasn't that. But it was just like, I just want you to be aware that you are naked. And I don't know if that's what you're going for. If you are, you nailed it. But if you are not going for that, I want you to be totally aware. So, you know what I'm saying? You do have close relationships where you can shoot straight from the hip about things. Like I feel like. You know, I can say things to Jade and I don't, I feel in the way that the nature of our relationship, I know that it will be received a certain kind of way.
1: Um, Like I can say, Kia, do you like these shoes? And she could be like, those are very you. Yes. And I'm not going to take offense (laughs) to it. I'm laughing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Which means that I really like them on your feet. Would I wear them? Absolutely not. But. Right. They are you, girl. Go forth and be great. And I don't take it
1: as no shade. Like it, it ain't no sweat off my back. Like it's cool. You know what I'm saying? So, I also think I think uh, the de- the degree, the heaviness of the conversation, um, also can can dictate on how straight you can shoot if it comes to you being naked and Linnell. <laughs> As well as everybody who knows you <laughs> knows that that would probably be outside
0: and be you mortified.
1: Probably did not intentionally put on uh, this Fashion over number. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? Of course, all of us are going to come straight at you like, uh, Kia, your titties are out. Where are you going? They're, they're all the way out. Like, this is what you want to do? Honey. But I think when it comes to maybe conversations that have some weight to them, you know, a little more sensitivity might need to be had or uh, dripped on top of whatever it is that you're saying. Not saying that you have to necessarily sugarcoat it, but just a little bit more tact um, might be necessary in in situations like that.
0: Absolutely. So... Oh, oh, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead.
1: I I also... Also, you know, we want to talk to, we want to talk to the receiving end as well. <laughs> agree. Not just the giving end. <laughs> because we ain't perfect. None of us are. Um, and I'm sure somebody has had to have a conversation with each and every one of us at some point in our lives. Uh, we spoke a little bit about it at the beginning. But, you know, I don't know if I really have a question.
0: No, I mean, I just... It's not necessarily a question. you can just say it like I, I think I hear where you're going, but yeah, just keep talking.
1: When you're on the receiving end of um the concern, right? If somebody's coming towards you, I think a lot of times in order to help us to have productive conversations, we need to we need to try to understand where our loved ones are coming from. Um, and it is okay. To tell people that they are coming at you completely incorrect. Man, like, this is harsh. (laughs) Like, Like, I want you
0: to know that this is coming across really harsh. And I know you may not intend for it to be harsh, but I'm telling you that my feelings are getting uh, in their feelings.
1: (laughs) Right. Like, I'm I'm making you very well aware that everything you're saying right now is not going to be heard if you don't switch up the way that you're talking to me. It is okay for you to say that. But I think a lot of us need to stop ourselves, self-included, um, when people are speaking to us about concerns that they have. Um, and it will help us to have productive conversations if we check ourselves as well and try to see where people are coming from as opposed to anything else. You know what I'm saying? Try to see if if what they're saying is rooted in some, some sense and they're not attacking your entire character, <laughs> then it's okay for us to check ourselves too and how we're receiving criticism.
0: Absolutely. Um, because I think that we our, our relationships are no longer productive if we cannot have uh, challenging conversations. Like if we cannot check our emotions, if we cannot um, manage our emotions or feelings mm-hmm. or things always get to a very volatile or defensive and offensive kind of place. If we cannot sit down and just have a conversation or a discussion about a thing um, without it it going to blows, then, uh, you know, there may not be a relationship that is fruitful in the ways, you know, f- fruitful, you know, fruitful period. So, right. um, <laughs> I, you know, echoing what Jay said in I think it's it's especially when you work hard on something, so going back to the uh girlfriend's episode and then I even think about like you know academically professionally like receiving criticism on my work um mm. i have I have had to grow um because you know <laughs> going from writing and in um Going from writing as a doc student, writing in academic spaces where it's like I'm, I am the, you know, this is my work. I'm responsible for it. This is all me. This is my voice. This is how I, I choose to frame it. And working collaboratively in, as a, you know, on campus and stuff, sometimes. But I had control over when I wanted to be collaborative. Now that I'm working and find myself in a professional space, I'm on teams, and you know, I'm required to work in groups. And that's a particular struggle for me. And it is a particular struggle, especially when it comes down to writing things, because people, you know, like to make edits and <laughs> give criticism. And revision is a necessary element, it's a necessary phase of the writing process. Um, but you know, I've had to grow in that when I write something, I put my whole back in it. It's like this is, I have committed to this, this is, I think that this is good. I think that it's the best. So if I'm sitting across from someone and they give it back to me and it's now bleeding. <laughs> bleeding with all manner of track changes, all manner of comments and all manner of suggestions and critique. I have to, even when I submit something for publication and I get a revise and resubmit, I have I've learned that I can often cannot sit and talk about your feedback right there in the moment. Mm -hmm. um and that's a practice that i've had to take with me into also navigating my personal relationships as well so Mm -hmm. i need time so if i hear what, like you know if if you give me criticism i can hear it oftentimes it's best if i don't respond right then because i'm in a defensive space Mm -hmm. because you you're coming for my baby so this is something that I've worked really hard for. This is something that I believe in. And you, you're pointing out all the things that are wrong with it. I need to sit with myself and work through that and remember and remind myself that we're on the same team. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and that you're, <laughs> you're, you're not here to call me out or make me look stupid. You're doing this because you want me to look better. You want me to evolve and be better. But um, this is my process. But this is my process. So I've even had to ha- verbally say this to my supervisor. If I'm handing you a document, we cannot talk about your critique or your feedback. Uh, I I, I need at least an hour. (laughs) I need at least an hour in my office so that I might have my tantrum and pout and curse and, and do all that I need to do so that I can then come back and really refocus and say, okay, now let me read this feedback and receive it as it was intended. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is a good practice that I've taken with me in my relationships is a lot of times when you have these conversations and someone is coming for you, if, or it feels like someone is coming for you. Mm-hmm. Um, it may some, may sometimes it may require that you take a step back, take a breath, pause for the cause, and really just you know, not respond right away. So that's where I'm at with my family in this conversation that we're having now about something that I'm doing that they don't like. Cause it's like, okay, I've heard what you had to say. I'm gonna hang up the phone now. <laughs> because Yeah. Because, because I can. Because I can't. Because I can't. And I have to process and get to a place where I'm ready to respond to you in a productive way. Because if I don't take that time, um, I'm probably gonna have some regrets. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And the thing about taking that time, too, is that, you know, you could, A, look at all of these quote-unquote track changes in whatever form they're coming in and see that they're, like Kia always says, um, eat the meat and spit out the bones. You There may be certain things that people say to you that could apply, that that you could use. And it might give you some, you know, you might need to take some time. But once you think about it, it might be something that might be beneficial for you. Whereas there might be other things that once you've thought about them and you process and you sit on them, you still can come back and say, listen, what I what you said to me, I believe is still some bullshit. I don't I don't <laughs> like I, hear I don't <laughs> you. I hear your
0: feedback. I received it, but I, I still believe that I know what I'm doing. God bless you.
1: And it's, all, and it's all right to agree to disagree. You know what I'm saying? If you guys can come from a rational standpoint but there may be things that people say to you that could help there may be things that people say to you that don't apply whatsoever and you, you can tell them exactly where you think that should go but if you if you come at it from you know from a standpoint where you've processed it and you've thought about it and you've meditated on it and done whatever it is that you need to do then that's what's going to lead to a healthy conversation agreed so we didn't really we just wanted to kind of talk about yeah the giving and the receiving of of a quote-unquote
0: judgment yeah like don't judge me like don't judge me <laughs> uh, i think it's just you know given given that the, that's the statement that i use frequently and oftentimes you know i'm being facetious but oh, of uh, course of but, course, you know that's the real thing Um, how do you give your friends feedback? How do you make, how do you state your opinions? How do you state what you believe? If it is, you know, at odds or in contrast to what your friend might be saying or doing at the time. And how do you do so in a productive way? Um, Are there, are there good judgments? Are all judgments, bad judgments? I just think that this was a conversation that we have started now. Um, and we'd be anxious to hear you guys weigh in on what your thoughts are. Um, what are the criteria (laughs) of, um, what are the characteristics rather of a, of a judgment? Like, when do you feel judged? What is it that makes Mm -hmm. you feel judged? How do you navigate when you feel judged? Like what's the, what's the recourse? Is it that you're done or, um, how do you bounce back, um, so yeah, we just wanted to start the conversation and see yeah. what where it where it um, where it goes. Um, I think that it was a, a good a good kitchen table talk. Thank you, sis. You're very welcome. Um so shall we move forward into the honesty box? Let's go on
1: and get into it.
0: In the box.
1: Today's episode is also brought to you by Teamy. Did you know that your gut can hold buildup from bad eating habits for years? Mm. Everyone holds about 10 to 15 pounds of toxins in their colon, which causes you to bloat, have low energy, low metabolism, and issues losing weight. Team is an easy two-step detox plan designed to get rid of toxins and boost your health. Their 30-day program is easy for everyone, no matter your fitness level. All you do is drink your Team skinny in the morning and then drink the colon cleanse every other night. By adding Timi to your routine, you'll start getting rid of the toxins that are holding your body back from naturally digesting and metabolizing. You'll feel so much better by just adding this two-step program into your life. This is not just for weight loss. This is for your health. It is summertime, and I have been eating ice cream, even Mm -hmm. though I'm lactose intolerant. (laughs) And you know what I'm saying? Cupcakes and, you know, going on summer dates, Italian food. But... I have been using my Timi to get rid of all of the toxins in my body and it's keeping me super energized when I have to complete all of these different tasks that I have to do on a daily basis. Order your 30-day detox by going to TimiBlends.com and use the code GROWN for 25% off any order over $49.99. That's teamyblends.com and enter code GROWN. Honestly? Truly. All right. Let's open it up. It's the shoebox. It says, hi, I just recently started listening to your podcast and have become a fast fan. Hey, girl. Thank you, girl. I appreciate the insight about life's growing pains. Please call me Amethyst.
0: Oh, (laughs) yes. Yes. Come on, powerful purple rock. Come on, February birthstones and things. Love it. It's beautiful. Amethyst.
1: I've been in a relationship with my fiance for over three years, and he happens to have a daughter around the same age. Okay. We started talking a few months after him, and the mother broke up. I've been in his daughter's life since she was born, and she's only known me as her dad's partner. So when she first started talking, we had discussed what she would call me, but never solidified anything. Well, eventually, she just started calling me mommy, and of course, that became an issue, Ooh. as when she referred to me in the presence of her mother, Ooh. my other mother, and with with me referring to her mother and my other mommy. Oh, my Lord. So my question is, what should I do? Girl. My fiancé doesn't like the idea of forcing her to choose a name and believes she should decide for herself what to call me when she starts to understand. Mm. And what names have y'all heard for stepmothers that I could come up with as an alternative? I'm from the South and not comfortable with a child referring to me by my first name. Amethyst. Do you have any thoughts for amethyst
0: oh (laughs) this is a mess um i don't know i'm i'm thinking through you know dad's thoughts on whether Mm -hmm. i I don't know if i agree with that i feel like i need might need to sit with that some more because my initial reaction was no like no i think um I think just like like there are nicknames that emerge naturally when a child has been you know around an adult for whatever mm-hmm. like you know like uh we call dida dida uh because my older cousin just started calling him that like it wasn't it wasn't <laughs> like I, there's no other reason for it my guess was that I mean if I had to pick one out I, I think Dida is daddy backwards in some sort of weird way so I feel like it was maybe some sort of I don't know play on that but you know Dida was Dida when I got here so I'm saying that like sometimes these kind of nicknames just kind of emerge but Mm -hmm. those are specific instances in any other case you know you tell somebody what to call you like if I meet a little child now I say my name is Kia now if down the line, as our relationship emerges, that child starts to call me something else. That's one thing. So I get that the baby just started calling her mommy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do feel like... I feel like it's the parent's responsibility to establish the boundaries in, in this specific relationship. And we shouldn't just leave it up to the child. Um to just, you know, call her whatever comes to mind. I do feel like now that she's already calling you mommy, it's going to be difficult to get her to call you something else. Right. So I don't know if this is helpful at all because I'm kind of stuck. Um, I'm going to defer to you and then I'm going to start thinking of alternatives. Go. Um. I mean,
1: I kind of understand the logic of trying to let the child choose, but like you said that that clearly has not worked in you guys favor <laughs> right so i don't really what have what other stepmother names have i heard i really like this new thing i like what i like what miss tina does when she calls uh, bianca her bonus daughter
0: yeah cuz i think jada um yeah jada and her step yeah. you know her blended family i think you know my bonus son and i think they call her bonus mom and I
1: I like bonus mom because it doesn't downplay um, your role right. in the child's life, but it also gives respect to the mother where she has it, and it's just exactly what it is—a bonus mom. I got an additional mom in my life. You know what I'm saying? But it doesn't take away from um, from from her birth mother, uh, who is very much in her life. So. I personally really, really like the term bonus mom <laughs> to answer that specific question. Um, I'm not sure what other
0: names. Yeah, I don't know names. I've heard anything other than bonus mom or just some sort of play on whatever your first name is. Right. So not like like if your name is Deirdre, it would be DD or something right. like that. Um but yeah, I think
1: bonus mom is cool and it might be a little long, but, you know, it's fine. Everybody will get used to it. And I, I, I just think it's I think
0: it's a nice I think it's a nice alternative. Right. And I mean, but I'm I'm more um, like I said, I don't know. My my immediate thought is now like, you know, now that she's already calling you, mom, it might be. Challenging to to transition to another name.
1: Well, I think it will be, but I think she's at a at an age where with enough practice and persistence, you could get her now sometimes kids they really like they really figure out what they want to do and they just continue <laughs> to do it. like my um, so my mom her her name for her grandkids is Yaya mm-hmm. but my <laughs> but my dad sometimes he'll call my mom boo or whatever so my niece has started calling my mom boo-boo and she refuses to call her yaya she's like no that's boo-boo <laughs> and so that is so now my mom had to finally just be like all right well she called i'm her boo-boo like she calls me boo-boo like that's just what it is um and maybe when she gets older maybe she'll realize that her older cousin calls her yaya but for right now it's boo boo and it's fine it works you know what i'm saying and everybody lets her do what she's gonna do uh but in a situation where this might make her mother uncomfortable i think bonus mom is a nice alternative and it just might take some training and some persistence yeah
0: but i don't think it's impossible agreed so amethyst girl keep us updated please let us know what the t is sis. and
1: continue to write your honesty box questions to get and grown podcast at gmail.com um, you know me and Kia always come from a place of love and we we love to read what what y'all are talking about. So,
0: all that, man. Let's move on to the peeves. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister cuz everybody know I can be real petty. P E to the T T Y, honey.
1: It's time to put our petty on parade. Oh, so, go. I don't think I've done a listener petty peeve in a, in a while. Uh, but I got one. We got one, and it's just really, really funny. Mm-hmm. Hello, queens! <laughs> I love when y'all queen us. Hi, I love your podcast. Hopefully, I'll be able to come to a show one day. Flights out of the Midwest cost an arm and a leg, and uh-huh. a firstborn—such disrespect. Well, hopefully, we can just come to the Midwest. Hopefully, we'll see, we'll see how these three shows do. Don't have us <laughs> out here, please. Don't not my have petty us peeve. Function by ourselves, please. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Atlanta New York and Philadelphia anyway but off that tangent and on to my petty peeve my peeve is people in their over application of perfume or cologne oh. I am talking to the grown ass men still wearing axe the women bathing in bath and body works body <laughs> spray and those of you trying to cover up some funk because you just left the gym just take a shower be late and spare the rest of us it is a constant struggle for me because there are particular people at my job who leave a trail of their scent you can follow their whole day my manager's nickname is Perfume Bomb because her smell hits you and then burns your senses and another employee is called Chloroform if you don't pass out you pray to all the gods for the relief of being passed out it makes no sense the perfume industry should come out with some kind of device that tells Tells you how offensive your perfume application amount is to others. Thank you for providing a place to vent. Kita. <laughs> well, all right. Chiquita. So I, that I, I absolutely um, agree. <clears throat> With you, Kita, your petty peeve resonated with me. First of all, I really want adults, since this is a show about adulting. Let's just all collectively throw our bath and body works and our acts in the garbage. One, two, three, go. All right. Just get rid of it. If it's not a candle or like a wall bomb or whatever those things are called, or some hand sanitizer, then it's probably time for it to be, or some some hand soap bath and body works is good for a hand soap um but if it's if it's anything outside of that just throw it in the trash and not the bag (laughs) and if you can buy your cologne unless it's a a glad uh and you know if you are over the age of 17 um let's throw that axe away you don't need that anymore (laughs) Ah. If Ooh. you can buy it from
0: the supermarket, it's probably. Remember the, <laughs> what? Remember the time I told you. Did I tell you at the time? Oh God. I was at I was at some guy's house and went to take a shower and pulled that curtain back and saw some ex shot with And I was mortified. <laughs> and I took it right out the bathroom and went to him and was like, nigga, you are too old for this too old i want you to stop it stop what you're doing just use some soap my nigga just some soap and some
1: lotion promise you'll smell like spring like it'll it'll all be grand but let's just get rid of this axe and this bath and body works we don't need it in our lives
0: any longer do better do better all right um i think mine is going to be kind of brief but let me tell you something guys um I, I don't think that it's fair that those of us who have talent, you know, to sing and who may sing, you know, with a group or sing, you know, at karaoke or even if they are a entertainer or performer who gets paid to sing. I don't think that it's fair that people like if you tell somebody you sing, they tell you to sing something like right there. I don't think. That that's. Oh, fair. I hate that. Because, I'm going to tell you something, singing is a talent just like uh, someone having, you know, strong math abilities, right? (laughs) Or (laughs) even if it's my job, right? If I tell you that I'm a singer, you shouldn't just, it's just, it's rude to just be like, sing me something. That's not how this works. Number one, nobody's singing you anything for free. Number two, if you're an accountant, I don't give you a piece of paper and tell you to uh, account, like, to her, I don't tell you to do that. I'm saying, hey, hey, why don't you balance the spreadsheet? Like, like, I don't think that it's fair that pe- I can't tell you how many times people just look like, oh, my. And and this is for I. have OK, <laughs> I sing in church, I've talked about this on time and time again. I'm an alto. I show up. I sing my part. I sit down. I'm not interested in being an artist or an, or or anything like that and I don't need you to come and tell me after every time that I sing I don't want you to become my agent all over the church there are agents (laughs) who want to come to you after you finish singing and give you advice Mm -hmm. about how you let me tell you something take the limits off God you don't know what he has in store for you sir I totally appreciate that you enjoyed the song that I sung this morning God bless you I hope that it ministered to you but this is not your opportunity to try to get me like (laughs) to get another job I have a job it's not yours don't bury Gordy me nigga I'm not interested like that's not and that's not your job sir I don't know who you are (laughs) if you are if you are not Barry Gordy then you should not come up to me and say anything like if you don't work at a record label if you're not A&R if you don't have a contract that you're willing to hand me don't come up to me and give me no advice Scrant. Because I don't need that from
1: you. No.
0: I'm here to sing for Jesus.
1: <laughs> no, I am not interested in recording in your cousin's
0: garage. I'm not. Thank you. But, you know, and this is not to say that, you know, if you have me, to, if you want me to sing at something, like, because I have had people come up to me after singing in church like, will you sing at my wedding? Will you sing at a birthday party? Those kinds of things I can get with because if it's, you know, if it's a special occasion and I can be helpful and I can serve in that way. I'm happy to do it. I'm happy to help someone have a beautiful day. I'm happy to use my gift in that way. But I don't feel like it's fair that people just walk up to you and be like, sing something. Well, why are you not singing? Girl. What? What? Why are you not nursing? <laughs> you, if I know that you're a registered nurse. I don't tell you to take my blood every time I see you. Like, why are you asking me? Like, that's it. Let me stop because I can keep going. But yes, that's
1: my petty peeve. I think that is actually a wonderful petty peeve, <laughs> um, and I appreciate it. That's like people who ask me to cook them something. Well, nigga, are we in a kitchen right now? Right, like, like, what are you talking about? You're not even invited to my house, so <laughs> I, I just, I don't know. People are annoying. Uh, but that is another episode of getting grown. Show sure is Key and I are tired, and we have much to prepare for for the week. Can't wait to see you all at Team Type Fast and taking care. Don't forget to see s- you the f- oh yeah oh go ahead sis. Uh-uh, don't, don't forget, forget what. to
0: send your your email if you would like to be if you would like the the tickets that are available the two tickets that are available. Send your email to Getting Grown Podcast at gmail.com. and the first yes. two people who are in the New York City area and want to come with myself and Jada NYU, um, the first two people will receive those tickets. I'm happy that you want them. I'm so happy. Yes. Um come hungry. Come hungry. The food's gonna be amazing. The sangria is gonna be lit. Yes. Uh, and you know, after Type Faz taking care, if you're still in the city and you have some need something to do Friday night, come kick it with us at the Friends Zone Live at 8 yes. p.m. Um, we are gonna be doing the QA. It's gonna be a Wang Dang Doodle. And then if you are uh you know you wanna come see us at any one of our live shows this fall. We would absolutely really appreciate it if you would just not have <laughs> us in any of these <laughs> venues by ourselves. That's it. That would make us feel amazing. So Me the first and can talk on Facetime like I, exactly. Don't make us come uh, for nothing. So yes, Philadelphia on the on uh, September twenty second, um, New York City on October fifth. Yep. And no, uh, November twelfth will be in Atlanta. It's gonna be a good time. It's going to be a funky good time.
1: In the meantime, drink your water.
0: That's right. And uh, fortify your blackness by moisturizing and minding your business.
1: Minding your business because your black will crack if it's dry.
0: Absolutely. Good night. Good night. Good morning. (laughs) Bye, guys. (laughs)